0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to embodying your higher self: tools for living consciously. My name is Michelle Chimpaka, and today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Stella Zhang, Zhang, and she is the creator of the Zen and Fun with Stella brand, which is dedicated to motivating people to achieve their best physical and emotional health. Stella doesn't like to call herself a coach or mentor, teacher, or master, but she hopes her life experience inspires people to make the right decisions and take positive actions in their lives. Being a global citizen, Stella has also studied and worked in Asia, Europe, and America. She speaks Chinese, English, and Spanish. Stella has learned Chinese classical dance, which is a combination of opera, martial arts, and chi balance, as well as Tai Chi movement. She also plays the Chinese Asian harp, um, does food therapy in China and Thailand. In addition, uh, Stella is an avid salsa dancer. She actually trained in Havana, Cuba. Um, And additionally, she's learned yoga in India, Um, art and culture appreciation in Barcelona, and flamenco in Sevilla, Spain, and Merida, Mexico. Stella plans to continue exploring her passion for dance, and she believes that it's important to keep learning and stay open, then your inner shine will never fade away. Your energy is limited, but your potential is unlimited wow so uh amazing it's so great to have you here today stella and a very warm welcome
1: uh it's it's my pleasure to be here and thank you very much for the invitation michelle and uh, hi to everybody in front of the screen and i don't know where is everybody from but a warm greeting from merida mexico because both of us we're in the warm climate now
0: Beautiful, beautiful. So, um, Stella, if you could tell us a little bit more about your background and, you know, your journey because you've had a really interesting journey um, and some, a big challenge along the way. So we'd love to hear more about your story because I think it can be really inspiring for other listeners out there.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Michelle um actually i think michelle you know my story more <laughs> because we're basically like a chat a lot in um the you know, only overtime in merida um myself i my name is stella Zhang ning and uh, i'm originally from china i was born in china and raised up in china and then i went to europe to uh, for my study And then uh, it was in Barcelona, Spain. And also after that, I was working uh, in California. And then I found my vacation home, actually built up. I bought a a colonial house in Merida after quite some researching. Mm -hmm. And uh, I transformed this colonial old house to a would you say beautiful, yes. a beautiful, like a vacation yes. rental? Yes, really beautiful, <laughs> really
0: beautiful.
1: Thank you, thank you. So um, that's just uh, from my start until now. And uh, I started as a TV reporter. Ah. So when Michelle was setting up everything, I just told her this is my old job. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so I actually my family is a medium family. My father, my brother, they're both working in uh, television, and I started from uh, as a TV reporter in news channel. After that, I moved to government to uh, luxury industry as a PR director, and uh, after that, I started on my own to do some vacation rental uh, investment, and also uh, me and my brother, we have a family um yeah, small business, a digital studio, and uh, now then found with Stella is, is actually my new journey for the rest of my life because um because I just had a cancer experience in 2020. I was stage 3C cancer breast cancer patient and um, it was a journey up and down and also I had um you know bleeding right after giving birth to my Sung in 2014. So, those two life threatening experiences uh, have given me a lot of life awakening, you know, notice about life. And um, sounds suffering, but I would say this is life up and down. Nobody deserves everything from most people's eyes. I, I'm always a lucky one. Um, but in the in the end, life, um, you know, gives you the balance. It's about up and downs, and uh, I'm actually very thankful for those life-threatening experiences because it really draws me back to the, you know, back to the, um, the root of our life, how to live and how to die. And that's why I taught Michelle, this is something like I would like to talk with people, Um, especially for people had a life, you know, death experience. I think you will definitely understand more what I mean. And you will definitely know what is more important in life. And you will definitely know um, how to live and how to die. That's something like uh, I would like to share with everybody. And I appreciate your comment and, um, yeah, that's it. Back to
0: Michelle. Uh, Wow. Stella, that's, that's quite profound, you know, and it's such a deep topic and I think it's so relevant with everything that's going on in the world. And I just would like to share that last night I had a conversation with my ex partner. And he and I were together for about 19 years. And he told me that his sister just passed away. And I didn't know. And he said, I'm sorry, I haven't been available, but I've been going through a lot. And uh, I said, yeah, no, I totally understand. And as we talked on in the conversation, he shared with me that he's ready to go home. He doesn't want to live Anymore, and I was really sad, and I said, Oh, please don't say that. But I realized, um, in that moment that when we give up hope, when we don't have a sense of purpose, I think we we feel like that. We feel like, What's the point? and maybe I just want to leave this planet. And I can honestly say, I have felt that way a few times, and you know, this life is not always easy. And we, you know, as Stella shared, um, you know, going through two near-death experiences has really um, had a huge impact on her life. So I'd love to hear more about your thoughts, Stella, and what that really means to you living, um, how to live and how to die.
1: Okay, first of all, I'm very sorry for the you know, for your ex-sister-in-law. And um, back to the topic we're going to discuss today, how to live and how to die. Um, actually, I think just two years ago, three years ago, I will never really thought about this topic so deeply, to be very honest. <laughs> and um, my cancer experience, it was uh, very, <laughs> A very sudden news. It was in 2020. Uh, I remember very clearly it was May 19th. So that was a worse time because that was just the beginning of COVID. Right. Wow. <laughs> what a double benefit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I was just, you know, I had some like, uh, you know, the uh, left shoulder pain and then extend to my shoulder. Uh, you know like, like upper part of my left arm, the shoulder, and then, then extend to the breast, left side breast. And it was not a good time to see the doctor. So but in the end I can't stand it. So I went to the doctor, ultrasound everything, and uh, one month and one month to confirm everything. Then they told me it's uh it's cancer. It's not some like inflammation, it's cancer. I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, then one month I can't can't remember how many tests I have done that they told me, well, madam, it's not something small. It's stage 3C and the grade 3, and it's triple negative, which is the most aggressive. And there is no medicine for it until now, actually people keep asking, which medicine are you using? I just said, no, I'm not using any because there is no medicine for target target triple teeth. Wow.
0: Um,
1: you know, triple negative, triple. there is no target medicine for triple negative breast cancer. So this is um, it was very sudden, and um, I had no time like, I cannot go anywhere I was, you know, and um, it, it, it grows very, very fast. Uh, and there is no medicine, my only option. It was chemo. Uh huh. Even I really, really don't want to do chemo because we have seen a lot of chemo moment in the movies or see from the people from the you know see people from the real life. But I had no choice. So it's it was literally Friday. I saw my doctor, and Monday I started chemo. Wow.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: However, this is something like uh, I think every cancer patient can understand. I'm not going to talk too much. So it was a package. It was a whole package. Five months chemo, then um, operation. Luckily, I had uh, a lumpectomy, not mastectomy. And then radiation and uh, the physical therapy. Physical therapy until now that you see today I'm having my left arm fully wrapped because right now, uh, because after operation, I'm having lymphedema, so that's like um, you know thirty percent ladies after operation you will get it. And um, now right now, I'm having a new a new treatment. It's called a multi-layer treatment. Mm-hmm. Try to reduce my uh, my lymphedema, the infl- in- inflammation. So yeah, and um, this year until December sixth. It's my two years cancer-free anniversary and I'm still very lucky. And then as you, as you can see me and most of people see me on the street, they will never believe I'm a cancer patient.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> and so quickly that I know,
1: and this year I'm back to stage. I'm already in three um, performance with my Flamenco um, uh, group. That's it was wonderful, right? And uh, yeah. It's wonderful. So I think, you know, we go to the first, how to live and how to die first, how to live because that's my story. Um, I'm very lucky that I, I have, you know, i I had, I had doctors, three doctors from California, from Mexico and from China, I had a combination treatment of uh uh oriental medicine system and western technology mm-hmm. and uh i was very lucky i when i had my cancer i was in merida i did not expect i will stay in you know here for such a long time but what that's what life arranged and i was very lucky i had a very good carrier uh you know my my housekeeper uh, uh, my housekeeper carla Actually, she's working for me for three years already, and uh, her and uh, her neighbor Sandra and her niece Angela, three of them. They were in different shift. Take care of me. Oh, that's
0: amazing. I know. <laughs> wow, it's so great to have that kind of support. I
1: know the service. You know, this is very important. And uh, my ex did come. You know to help.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah yeah, to help. And uh, so it was, uh, it was very, you know, a lot of support, my parents and my brother, it was, you know, locked down. So they were in China. Actually, last time I saw my parents and my brother, it was 2018. So it's just uh, very lucky I was like rapidly had a support from everywhere. And then very luckily, I had that financial support. Yes for me to to get over all of this Mm. and um but i think the very important is and i had my psychologist i would say thanks for nancy who's from you know from us she is a retired psychologist actually graduated from harvard university i think it's very important how to live is um very important is to stay positive
0: yes
1: when there are something really like a life-threatening things, or even the small things in the in the life, and um, you have to try, you have to try your best, and uh, also try different. Try try to stay positive by doing things, not only sitting there. I I mm-hmm. actually I during my whole treatment, I had uh, you know a lot of things to do. I never felt I was going to die. <laughs> I was even driving to supermarket to do my own shopping. Really? Doing wow. my chemo, I had no vomiting at all. Stage three, three, stage three C, I had no vomiting at all. Wow. And I was still doing the gardening with my housekeeper. Beautiful. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I was doing my music. I was doing my harp. You know, the, I played the tarp and I was doing the painting. I love to watering. I, I love to do the watering job for my plants because yeah. that makes me feel like you fresh up everything.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah. So I think for a lot of people, especially the cancer patient, all people in the, you know, in the serious illness, um, it's very important first. I think stay positive. positive second really try to do things instead of, instead of sitting there if you love to dance don't stop your steps if you love to sing just the same to art if you love to listen to music or play some instrument keep doing it if you love cooking perhaps during camo you lost you know your tongue lost the you know the flavor but you still can try to make something that you can eat i think never 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 lost you know love, your passion and how to live the second thing i think is very important a very 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 simple thing that i'm doing following is live with your life bucket list
0: mm.
1: not even dream list i actually i i think i don't really have a dream list now because my because my uh, my, you know, my request for life is so simple—just to live. <laughs> just to live. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> it's very simple. So, it's very simple. So I don't really have a dream list, to be very honest. But life bucket list, yes. Because um, all the things I want to do, I. I just have this face or I have this feeling, I can do it. So it turns out it's not a dream. It's just my bucket list. Just do it, just live. And for me, I almost died. So I'm already very lucky and feel so fortunate that I'm still living in this world. And living like me now, it's just a not even double benefit. It's just a huge, huge, huge gift. So very simple, live with a bucket list. For example, uh, the life bucket list, I make my life bucket list every year, Uh, more and more every year now. Before I did like five years, 10 years now, I'm like every year I need some life bucket list. I will just do it, go for it, do it. And uh, then if I'm going to die, I just live, I just die without without any regret. For example, next year, I already had my plan of February. I'm going to Havana to extend to attend the International Sassana Music Festival. It has been stopped quite well because of COVID. Mm-hmm. It will be so nice to go back. It's not even about the dancing, it's to feel the atmosphere, to see the live music, to there are quite some like, you know, famous, famous artists, musicians will be there. I really, I love, love live music, so. Where is this
0: going to
1: be? Havana. In Havana. Okay. Yeah, everybody in front of a screen, remember February 23rd to February 26th, that's going to be the week oh, in Havana. I like to come with you, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Anybody, just uh, come together, okay? Wow. Just come together. And uh, then in, if, in April, you know I have my tradition April is my birthday month uh-huh. so in these few years like every April I'm going to uh, you know I will give myself a a birthday month mm. instead of have a birthday party actually I'm never I'm never a birthday party person so I will go for a trip oh. anywhere uh, no and the place I want to go uh, next year I'm going back to Spain uh-huh. I'm going to back to Spain for my birthday month because I have my like, best friends and my, my Barcelona family there. And also I want to attend the Feria de Abril, the, you know, the Sevillana uh, Festival Week in Sevilla. Mm. And also, you know, visit all my family, my friends um, and visit, uh, you know, the San Jordi Festival, which you use the rules exchange a book, you know, and I want to check if I because I am planning to go back to Europe, perhaps to live for a few years. I want to check, you know, certain locations to see if it's a good fit for me. Yes. Yeah, for sure. If Asian, my home country, China could open, you know, 100% freely, I would definitely would like to go back to visit, but let's see. However, I already have my plan. Oh,
0: wonderful Stella. Wow, that's exciting. I I love how you shared about how you live your life and how this is just this is just normal for you. Like you just do what you love and you follow your passions. And, um, I also like the idea of having a birthday month. It's, it's made me rethink how I want to re- celebrate my next birthday. And just really it's, it's about celebrating life. Really, if, mm-hmm. it sounds like to me, like really celebrating life and living each day, um, like it could be your last day. And I actually have that philosophy myself, um, about eight years ago, I got in a very serious motorbike accident, mm-hmm. and uh, I was, uh, I, I, you know, I fell down, and I don't know how many feet I flew across the, the, the road, and I remember lying there thinking, well, this could be it, this could be my last day, and... Yeah. Um, And I felt such peace because I had already done a lot of what I wanted to do. Like, I didn't feel afraid Mm -hmm. and I I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. And suddenly I heard this voice. I don't know if it was angels or what it was very loud. No. And I was like, uh oh, I guess that means I'm going to suffer because I knew I'd really seriously injured myself. So it's interesting. I think that was a turning point for me, I think, in many ways to make me understand how important it is to really enjoy our lives and have have a passion, have a purpose. And uh, so I appreciate you sharing that with everyone. And I guess the second part to this uh, podcast is now for you to talk about how to die, which is an <laughs> interest. you know, it's not the happiest uh, part of the podcast, but it's a really important um, thing to address. You know, how do we die? And what do we do if we know we are going to die? So I'm going to pass this back to, to Stella so she can share more about that.
1: Mm, thank you, Michelle. Actually, oh, so to wrap, to wrap up the first part, how to live, I think there are three things. First, always stay positive. You know, you never know you know if you already lost your mind you will not achieve anything but stay positive you will always see some light yes. yeah so first stay positive second just to leave and do it mm-hmm. and uh, if you don't do it you never know <laughs> <laughs> right that's right if you don't do it now and uh, you You never know, you might not have time or energy to do it forever. Yes, accident always comes faster than plan. Right? Yes. We always had friends or family members just uh, just left, you know, in accident. So Mm. you never know. Yes. So I think just live your life and do it. Third thing is, I think a very simple tool to live a to fulfill a meaningful life is live with a life bucket list. Yes. It's, this is actually a measurement, it's a, a good measurement mm-hmm. for life. So you can just write down and uh, you, you know what you want to do. And uh, once you finish one, you just check, 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 and you after you see, wow. You see, just uh, check this page, in the end of the year, you say, wow, I have done so much. Yes. I have such a meaningful life. I just uh, feel so fulfilled, so happy about me. That's something really, I think that's something just, uh, you know, this is an amazing feeling. And um, with that, you can, for me, at least for me, like I can die anytime.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: yes, that's the thing. Like for example, sometimes some people will say, oh, I will wait for when I retired, I was like, mm, I definitely not wait when I go to 60s, 70s. First, I'm not sure if I can live until 60s, 70s, especially after twice, you know, almost the died experience, because yes. I really don't know. And both of them happened in my 30s. Wow. So I don't know. I might just die tomorrow and next year you know, some I might just die when I go when I'm after 100 years or even because I don't know. So for the things you don't know, the best action is just you know, do now. Yes. <laughs> and the life back list is definitely a good tool. So then we we transform to the second part, which is how to die without know how to live i think you don't know how to die yes because if you have never lived fully you will never go to die peacefully mm. peacefully yeah why yes. people why why quite a lot of people are afraid of death because they 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 did have not they did not ha- have enough from the you know their life yet,
0: right? Yes,
1: <laughs> that's what I think. And uh, from the very um logistic way, dying is a normal thing in our life, and that's the ultimate way everybody is going. <laughs>
0: yeah, everybody, absolutely. <laughs> this is
1: something that you cannot avoid that's just like another day i was just like i think like two months ago i was having my my checkup because i need to do like on the first after the cancer i need to do three months every three months a checkup right and then it goes to every four months and now i i have been extended to every six months oh, yeah. wonderful. so congratulations yes congratulations, <laughs> congratulations. yes <laughs> so and uh, Mike, I was talking about this, um, you know, the death topic with my oncologist. Right. My oncologist, uh, you know, he's in the late 50s, a very calm, serious gentleman. He was just saying, Stella, you know, dying is a normal thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the final way. So nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, that's true. Even doctors, they need to die. Yes,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they cannot save themselves. You know there is one uh very famous book. It's uh the name is when when let me see like ah uh, it's uh, when breath becomes air. You know the the mm-hmm, I think it's a wonderful book and uh, the doc the 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 author himself is a is a doctor right. And uh, he passed away when he was only 36 years old. Do
0: you know that do you know his name? Yes. Um Paul Kalanich? Paul Kalanich. Kalanich. Oh, uh-huh. There is. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: K a l a n i t h i. Yeah.
0: Okay, beautiful. I just wanted to share that with us. Yes, yes. When
1: Breath becomes air. So even doctors, they cannot against this. This is just a natural, you know, natural rule. So for me is after twice, I'm like, if I need to go, let me go.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I think the most important thing is, is just you die with peace and a smile. That's enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. So this is my attitude. Yes. You know what I'm afraid is not death. Definitely. Yeah. What I'm afraid is the journey before the death. I don't want to have a painful journey to death. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> if I can live with peace in the natural way, let me go. And don't overtreat me treat me. What I'm afraid is before the before the death that's the painful process
0: yes right same
1: i feel uh-huh. the same yeah right <laughs> so so how to die i think the first thing i want to say is death is a normal process yes would you would you agree with uh, this yes absolutely so no matter you are f- afraid of it or you can accept it, accepted it's not not something you can avoid off and this is our final way mm-hmm. no matter you're rich or poor yes. no matter you're beautiful you're physically beautiful or ugly it doesn't matter because this is a final way so the fact is death is a normal process <laughs> because we're actually just a part of animal we yeah. are right yes. so well then accept that the fact that the second goes how to die for me my attitude is i'm not afraid of death. i'm just afraid of this painful process before death yes. so you know i don't want to be overtreated
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: this is uh, my attitude this is you know from my life and uh, so for example like a I think before death, because I had a death experience, so I need to plan for my death. <laughs> I Actually I planned already. And I think for me, before the death, ex- unless it's, ex- well, no matter you already, you are still think you're a healthy person or you are already having some like uh, warning from some illness. I think the um, certain document Prepare certain documents, mm-hmm. those are important. Yeah. For example, the living well, for example, your medical uh, authority letters. Yes. So if anything, mm-hmm. no matter if it's accident or if it's a illness happened to you, you know, your family, your friends, or your medical team, they
0: know how to treat you. Yeah, I think that's really important. A lot uh-huh. of us don't think about those um, those points. And, um, the one thing I can say, my mother, as an example, uh, a kind of my mother, well, first of all, she's a beautiful person, but she can be a very controlling person. <laughs> she's very organized though. And to, you know, her credit. And so she organized everything because she wanted to have control of her death. <laughs> so she organized Um, a medical codicil. So if she's in the hospital, that any machines would only be allowed for like two or three days. Um, She uh, assigned um, one member of the family uh, to be in charge of all medical authority. She made my brother the executor of the will. She has her will set up. And basically she told me when she dies all my brother has to do is call one number and that everything is taken care of from her cremation and all of that so i, I was really impressed how organized my mother and my father are because i think he you know, they did it for both of them um i and it made me really think about you know how will it be for my children if I suddenly die? Is it going to be a nightmare for them because I haven't organized anything, or am I actually going to make it as easy as possible for them? So those are questions to consider, right, about how to prepare for dying Um, and also to make our peace with people that we've had um, challenging relationships with. To be able to forgive, I feel like is an important part of pre- preparation for death. And even if, even if you don't feel that that what that person did is right, and you know they did something very harmful to you, the forgiving part is really for you. It's not even so much for them. So I think when we make our peace with people in our lives that we've had problems with, I I just feel like it makes death. Um, so much easier, the process of death. And um, I don't know, what do you think about about that, Stella?
1: I think, you know, to prepare a certain things after your death, that's a gift for the people who are still alive. For example, you know, certain I, um, I have seen certain families like, um, you know, with um, the with death after the death, like there are certain like um, struggles about from the family members about the the wealth they have or certain like, you know, arrangement about financial things or their ex- assets or like how they treat their, you know, Mother or father or all the family members, like uh, you know, in the last treatment, those are like become a very you know become a very hard decision. So I don't want that things happened to me. Like I have only one son, and um, I have my brother, I have my parents. So I want everything to be clearly. I have certain things could leave to them. And uh, when I'm in my last, I was because I had an ICU experience. Okay, mm. I had ICU experience. I know how it feels when you were in ICU. I lost my mind, and when I had my mind back, and like, you are so weak, you can't do anything. So I want I know, in that time like whatever, I. I see it does not have the legal, you know, legal power anymore because I was in ICU. People will consider I'm not in the, in my mind already. So I'd, I'd rather just when I'm really like, uh, clearly I have all the things done. And also in case, which a lot of things, well, a lot of times it will happen when people go to the last stage before death, you will not have your mind already so yes. you're not in control anymore which kind of treatment you want to use it's, it becomes the decision of your family members friends and your doctors so i want i hate over treatment i have seen so many and i think for me you know it's very important to give me a decent treatment let me die peacefully um, yeah, so for example, you already know there's no chance, you know, that, uh, you know, these patients will come back, you know, this is, you know, even no matter what you use, you're just like extending his or her life for a little bit, but by using, you know, you know, by over treatment, you will give uh, so much suffering for him or her. Yes what's the point to do this? Mm-hmm. For me, myself, I definitely don't want anybody do that to me, and I don't want to do that to any of my family members.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's just my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I think, you know, to have the documents done, is very important to leave your have your living well. Um, make sure, like, uh, you know, your living is... It's not, you know, yes, it's an emotional impact for the people who who are still alive. But I want my living also become, a, you know, would could make the people who are still alive having a better life. Yes. yes. Second, I want to, I want to try my best to give myself a decent living. Yes. I wouldn't say painless, but not that painful <laughs> yes so this is very important i think uh first is we accept death is a normal process <laughs> just mm-hmm. accept that everybody yes just accept that <laughs> and uh, it doesn't matter in this actually this is another thing like very good thing about accept this fact is suddenly and you feel your life becomes so light and everybody feels so fair equal because in the end we're just a human no matter the material how good your or bad your material life is no matter you know whatever you know you know relationship suffering or achievement or whatever you have in front of you know how to live and how to die there's nothing more important mm. and I actually well, after I thought about the sleeve and the die questions. I feel suddenly my life is just so light. Yes, I'm like so light. Really, a lot of things does not really matter for me. Like I was in the luxury world. I was a TV reporter. I was in this fancy, fancy events. Have the high heels. Got to have my cocktail. You know, I have to buy certain like you know. Well, I have to buy certain high value things, you know, to just uh, decorate myself. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm I feel like, you know, I still, yes, for still, when I go to different places, I still will, uh, you know, dress properly for different things, but my life, the meaning of my life, you know, suddenly becomes, you know, so clearly and, uh, I've become such a light person. I've become such a joyful person. I'm not attached to. I'm a very minimalized now because it's not so. It's not so much so much important things rather than living in this world anymore.
0: Mm. <laughs> yes. So as we say, you don't you don't sweat the small stuff anymore. Not really. Yeah. It's just
1: a small stuff. Uh, uh, most of things, you know, in front of living and death question, it's just meaningless.
0: Mm.
1: It's not all, all, all I, was, I would say it's not that important anymore. Yes. Yeah. And I really appreciate my true relationships and I really value my time and the energy, the things that... Does not, you know, the waste, I really have this, you know, but I do like, a, I care about my life more in the way of treasure my time and my energy.
0: Yes, right.
1: Yeah, and um, cut down the things not necessary,
0: I mm-hmm.
1: just to focus on what what's, you know, important to me, what's meaningful for me.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yep. Wonderful. Mm -hmm.
1: So after you realize and accept this fact death is a normal process and we're towards to death every day, then you will just suddenly become a life awakening, you know, this is just like a life awakening moment. Yes. Most of things are
0: not that important anymore. yes thank you stella and um i I would love to invite anybody who would like to come in live to the studio there's a little phone icon Um, if you're on your phone i think it's visible if you're on a desktop it's not but feel free if you have any questions um come on uh, come on into the studio and we'd love to answer your question live or if you're feeling a little bit shy you can write it in the comment box. Um, So yes, this has been such a great opportunity to have Stella here and sharing her life experiences. And I think this is such an important topic um, that a lot of people avoid talking about because it's a little bit uncomfortable. But as you can see today, as Stella and I were talking about it, it's nothing to feel really uncomfortable about. It's just part of life, living and dying, yeah, living and dying is part of life and and, um myself, in terms of being a shamanic practitioner, one of the things that I learned in all the years I've been practicing shamanism is that the path of shamanism is all about learning how to die, mm-hmm. uh which was interesting that i <laughs> I didn't realize that when I got on this path, but it really it really has been such a blessing for me to take journeys, um, from the moment of my death and beyond and to experience actually what it will be like to die. And I have to say, after doing that, I had so much peace because once we leave this physical body, we just become one with the universe. And it's a pretty incredible experience. And like Stella, I'm not afraid of dying, but I don't relish the idea of any kind of suffering or painful process over-treatment. or over leading up to my death, uh, that I, I am envisioning that is not going to be my reality <laughs> because uh, I choose to have a different kind of death. I, I really admire my, my great-aunt. She one night had heartburn. Just didn't feel quite right. Went to bed a bit early after she smoked her cigarette. She only smoked one cigarette, had a cup of coffee every night. Went to bed and died in her sleep of a heart attack.
1: Oh, that's the best.
0: That is the best. That's actually the best. Yes, it was just like, I don't feel quite right. Just went to bed. That's what I heard. And, but she was an angel. I mean, she was the kindest and most loving caring person i've ever known so maybe i have to start being even nicer than i already am <laughs> just joking but um just to wrap this up um is there any last words of advice or just anything else you'd like to share before we end the podcast Stella? yeah
1: i think you know it's very important to like uh, you know live with joy and passion and then die with peace and smile uh. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, today's a topic how to live and how to die after, you know, I think for everybody, after you, you can solve, you can answer this question for yourself. Um, my experience for myself is I become happier. I have, I appreciate life more. And uh, I, actually I become more generous as well. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. I can donate my body after I die, no problem. <laughs> actually, I want to give more rather than gain. Mm. You know, in, in China, there is a old saying It's like, you know, help others is actually help yourself. Yes. So I actually really can, because I really feel like I don't need that much. So... I'm financially like I'm I'm fine I'm very lucky that I'm beyond on um, you know average I'm having a decent life and in certain time I feel like before I will not really think like this I would like oh I want more you know I would like to you know do this do that you know but now I'm like yes I still can perhaps have more Uh, financial things but the meaning of I have more is because I want to give more and Mm -hmm. I have a I have the ability to give more that gives me the peace of mind because for myself even for my small family there is no much needs no matter how rich you are you can only eat three meals maximum five meals per day you can only sleep in one bed per day right that's right you can only drive one car in the same time so you know it's just uh, i i feel very good like to become more light happier and generous and the uh, failures to death and i'm happy and failures to become old As actually because i know in the end as long as i fulfilled my life I can just uh, leave without the records. That's enough.
0: Yes. Wow. That's all. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you so much. And um, I'm going to see if we can uh, give a big uh, round of applause for, for Stella. And I'm looking for the applause here. I don't know where, where it seems to have disappeared. So I will do cheer. Here it is, clapping. Thank you, Stella. We'll see if it's working. I don't know. I don't hear it. <laughs> but just imagine that everybody out there is clapping for you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, it's been a wonderful topic, and I'm sure the listeners have um, really gained a lot of wonderful insights. So. We thank you all for the support um, for embodying your higher self tools for living consciously. And um, you can find out more about my programs as well at uh, spiritweaverjourneys.com. And I also am um, hosting some luxury healing retreats coming up next year in Bali. So check out omkarahealingretreats.com and uh, have a great day or night wherever you are. And So much love. Thank you.